Buffalo Bills squish the fish and claim the number two seed in the AFC along with their fourth straight AFC East division title. And the Sabres win streak was short-lived to say the least. All of this and more on this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by Dom Loss. And Dom, ooh, we didn't know where we were going to be this week. Could have been out of the playoffs. Could have been the sixth seed, seventh seed. And we're the two seed going into Super Wild Card Weekend, taking on the Steelers. We'll talk more about that later in the week. We're going we're gonna, to, I guess, squish the fish a little more. What do you think? We just kind of step on the like the South Park episode, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Oh, never mind. We can't show that clip though. Producer knows what I'm talking so, about. So, if you so, know what I'm talking about, you get it. Something would tell me with self the word South Park in the sentence it would not be appropriate for the not audience. not appropriate for our audience. No. So if it, I mean, if you're inclined and you're interested, go check it out. I mean, uh, I'm not going to condone it, deny that it's it's very inappropriate. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. Bills take the Dolphins down 21 to 14. In a microcosm of the Bills season, to say the least. I think we're going to talk a lot about that today. The ups, the downs, the roller coaster. It's its something else. But before we get into the highlights, any just lingering thoughts you have? Any any off-the-cuff things you want to say? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Uh, the betters have to – I think people who bet this game have to be pretty disappointed that the total only went to 35. Yeah. Um, More than the Patriots over, though. 28 and a half. That's disgusting. But yeah. anyway, yeah. but <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. No, that over didn't hit. I think it was nope. seventeen three or twenty. No, I remember, uh, whatever. It was but, a bad game. But um, yeah, I, I think the better. I think that's the one underrated thing is people who bet the over with how the Bills kind of easily gave up fifteen, probably more points than they than they had when it got to fifty. I don't, I don't remember the. I'll look at it in a second, but. That has to be a tough moment for yeah. those people. No, but very you, tough you, you, I mean, you are now the successful better of the group. So. I guess I am. Yeah, I'm on a hot streak. And it all started when the Bills were 6-6. Six and six. I decided to place a bet that they would win the AFC East. It's not like we paved the road either every week. I feel like we said the Dolphins were going to choke. They were going to drop a few of their last couple games. And let's just say they dropped more than you thought they would. So um, it ended up working in our favor. But we got the Dom 5 coming at you in a few minutes here. Before that, it's time to roll into some highlights and you know we're gonna we're gonna run through the Bills scoring highlights for you today talk about out of nowhere improbable off the helmet of one of the Dolphins defensive linemen Trent Sherfield toe drags and secures the catch wait for it Mike McDaniel speechless he can't he doesn't even he can't fathom what just happened there I couldn't either in that moment that is such a play where that's going out of the end zone that's an interception a percentage of the time but Trent Sherfield makes a great play drags the toes and it's like that's how it was drawn up. That's that's what I think, at least now. So here we go. Second highlight. Deontay Hardy, the savior, the one who took the momentum from the Dolphins and brought it to the Buffalo sideline. 
takes it at the five. Normally, normally getting benched for doing that when you're getting taken down within your own 10 yard line. But nope, he breaks the tackle and he's alone going all the way. Some nice blocks from the special teams. And hey, all three phases, like we like to say, all three phases contributed to this game. Second half, big time win there. Uh, Deontay Hardy. What I personally, I don't think the Bills would have won without that. I think that really got the uh, the momentum going in their favor. And, you know, we like the all three phases here. We, we've been dogging on special teams a lot this season, saying they haven't been pulling their weight. They pulled their weight in this game. But finally, a tight end, other than Dalton Kincaid, catching a touchdown, even though he barely has any. Dawson Knox is back, and he's doing, you know, he's he's doing his thing again. I, I Dawson Drops was there for a little bit, had that wrist surgery. Definitely, definitely need a contract re- reconstruction there because we're paying him top tight end money. But he's back doing his thing, getting into the end zone. And we're going to show you the play. That iced it all. Tua turned the ball over, shows his face on the final drive of the game. He's It looked like he was throwing to Taylor Rapp on that. Taylor Rapp gets the sa- the interception there. there he's, he is on the injury report now, so that is the downside of that, but makes the big play after the Bills don't convert on fourth and one. Their toboggan snowplow going over the top did not work out the second time, but the Bills intercept. Victory formation. They don't do what Jameis Winston did and go for a touchdown out of victory formation, but they ice the game. Dom, very successful game for the Bills. I mean, coming back the way they did, resilient game. What do you think? Oh, I wanted to be noted. I looked up the over-under. It was 48. So Oh, wow. Yeah. They were 13 points under, <laughs> but you got to think with the Bills, you know, with the turnovers, the first interception, that was three points. The not scoring at the end of the first half, that was another three points. The fumble was another three points. That's easily nine points. Um, and I think you can make the case that if Allen doesn't, if the, if Allen throws that quick out to Kincaid on that fourth and two, that might be a touchdown mm-hmm. guy potentially. I'm, you know, not add that much, but there is definitely a pretty uh, simple path for the over to hit and uh, to not. So that's well, just think multiple red zone scores taken away for the Bills. Yeah. James Cook uh, drops one again. I mean, that's that's where the hands are coming into question. There, we'll talk some about that, but. Um, I think it's time. Waiting yes. all week for the down five. Yeah, here we go. Number one, that's a wrap. <laughs> um, yeah, Taylor Rapp, big play. Uh, Tua for some reason decided to throw in a double coverage. Uh, to Clay- Chase Claypool. No uh, timeouts for them either, so he was in crunch time. No timeouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a minute twenty left, so he kind of just forced that one in there. No Tyreek on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Injury got to him. Kind of would have just. I mean, no one was open if you look at the play from leather perspective. But I think if you know Tua has to throw the ball with such anticipation that if the route's not run to the quite the right depth of yards, or mm-hmm. if the if the safety in this case wrap breaks on it, well, it could get in trouble for him. And that's where he got you in get, trouble. That's what you get for not having Josh. I mean, that's what we we as Bills fans are so spoiled for having Josh Allen's arm strength. Yeah. Uh, because Josh, he could wait until he's after the break and just whip that thing. Mm-hmm. That's a what? That was a 15 yard throw, and then plus throwing to the sideline. So that's probably like a 30, 30 35 yeah, yard throw. Doubles it a little bit. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a poor play by Tua, poor play by Claypool. Probably not the greatest play cool play call by McDaniel and. Uh, that's a wrap. Yeah, that is a wrap. I mean, you're throwing to a modern-day Calvin Benjamin, so I don't know what ex- success you expected. So that's all i got to say on that. I mean, <laughs> Chase Claypool versus Tyreek Hill. Tyreek was running that. He might have caught it because he threw it a little ahead of him. But mm-hmm. um, he didn't didn't account for how slow Chase Claypool actually is. So, you know, Taylor Rapp, good play. Number two. 
the city bills come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherfield with the big touchdown reception. He also had a nice uh, catch on another play. Um, he also he had also had a really good game. You know, we talked about last week the interception from Josh is really a mistake by Sherfield. A poor route on the post route, allowing the corner to uh, kind of not get completely baited by his post route and go back to the wheel route with Kincaid and intercept it. How about that wheel route? Yeah, this game, Sherfield did a great job of multiple plays of providing solid rub routes, kind of what Gabe Davis does. Um, and this, I mean, if, if you look at the Dawson Knox uh, replay, uh, Trent Sherfield uh, is the reason why that it's a touchdown mm-hmm. because he kind of picks his man into – Make forces Jawson Knox's man to go around the Dolphins defender guarding Sherfield, giving him, you know, Knox enough time to yeah. catch the ball and get his momentum for the end zone. So good play by Sherfield. Uh, Bailey Inspector had a good game at coming in for Dodson. Dane Jackson had a big pass breakup on third down coming in for the injured Rasul Douglas. He did. So Deontay Hardy with the punt return. Now I see rapid interception. So the silly Bills, you know, the people that we've been hitting on all year come through in the biggest game of the year. Yeah. and To date. That, literally to date. The biggest game of the year. And they showed out. Uh, McDermott's philosophy of next man up mentality was no more present than this game. The stakes were the highest they've been. It was for the two seat for the AFC East. They showed up, showed out, did what they needed to do. I was a little nervous about Dane Jackson at first, I'm going to be honest with you. And then he got that pass interference. I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't need them getting in this scoring position. But, um, you know, it ended up working out. And everyone, Dane Jackson, like you said, had that big pass breakup. And, you know, everyone came through. Taylor Rapp iced the game. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more, truthfully. I'm speechless in a good way because it's just like, I'm just, it's, it's like, it's a happy week to be a Bills fan, right? Uh, quite a pleasant week, I would say. Uh, more quite pleasant, pleasant more pleasant than being a Dolphins fan. I'll just say that. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, they thought t- it was their division the entire season, and then just to get it yanked away in the last game is like, if not when, if not now, then when for them. But that's yeah. tough to say. But uh, number three, please, <laughs> sir. Uh, Taron All Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the players All Pro came out this week. Well, I shouldn't say this week. Yet today, the NFLPA. Uh, no Bills were on the All Pro team. Uh, they did not have for a reason. They didn't have slot. It was weird. They didn't have slot corner uh, for the PA, but they had nose tackle. Um, so I don't know why they decided to make like a this specific position for the defensive line and not for the cornerback, the you know slot corner position. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little bizarre. Um, they do fullback too, so it's like no one runs a fullback really. I mean, I mean, Bills with Reggie Gilliam sometimes. But yeah, it's but not it's not like, like a normalcy. Big, even yeah. with, I mean, so the Shanahan, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. I just think that's kind of bizarre that the and there was only two wide receivers. So I, I, it's just kind of a weird All Pro team to be honest. I don't know why they did it that way, but uh, yeah, no Bills were on it. But I think I think there is a very good chance that we see Taron Johnson make one of the obviously. This year being the first year that they are doing slot corner at its own position, which is good because I think it's ridiculous that they kept doing, you know, putting them all together with the boundary corners. It's yeah. the same thing with they'll never do this because now in, in this day and age of the NFL where players move around so much, where remember when uh, Cole Beasley, I believe, was second team all pro one year because he got one second, he got one vote for an all pro team. Because oh, yeah. Because the voter, he was like, 
I picked Cole Beasley not because he's I think he's the third best receiver in the league is because I think he's the best slot receiver in the league and that's who I would want as my third wide receiver on my team. Right. Right. Now they'll never do it uh, open position of slot wide receiver because CD Lamb operates out of the slot now. Same Brown we see Diggs have like it's it's not it's not like you can't box one. one you can't position. box one yeah. position with the player, which is a kind of unfortunate. Right. But with slot corner, you can because there's just people that are just slot corners. You know, Kenny Moore, Taron Johnson. Um, there's a lot of really good slot corners in the NFL, and I think Taron Johnson, Brian Branch, who's the rookie out of Alabama, who uh, is one of the best rookie corners out of uh, Detroit. Yeah. Um. So. I think I think Terran's gonna be the first first team all pro slot corner. That's my I mean that'd be awesome. He, you see what he does in the run this dude is a one hundred and ninety four defensive back who is basically playing D B and linebacker all at once. Yeah, I mean he hits hard too. When he comes in and makes these tackles and makes these hits, I mean he's he's out there playing his heart out and he's playing well. Uh when he goes down, it's an inexcusable loss for the Bills. So he's he, he's very loss. deserving of it. Yeah, very deserving of the all pro nomination yeah and i don't and just briefly saying any other bills making all pros i don't really know i think it's kind of a weird year um i think ed oliver had an all pro caliber year but defensive mm-hmm. te- again every time with defense any of the defensive line there's only four edge rushers only four interior defense linemen and that gets kind of jam-packed quickly um yeah bernard had a good year, but also kind of a little bit of linebacker. It takes maybe a year or two to kind of get that recognition. Again, I already said Terrence probably going to get at least one of the first team or second team. I think he should be first team. Yeah. James Cook might get some votes, but uh, his inability to – if he had four more touchdowns or three well, – three, Right. Draft Dallas one, Eagles, Eagles one, this one. This so one. if he had you know three more receiving touchdowns, maybe um, – he might be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Dion. I, I've seen some people vote Dion for a second team, but I don't think he's going to get enough of the the vote. Um, Diggs may get a vote or two. The only one, if I was going to bet money on the Bills, I would say there's Josh Allen and Taron Johnson will be the all pros. I think Taron's first team, I think Josh is going to be second team. The only competition for Josh is if Dak's going to be second team. Because, I mean, I, I'm just going to say it. Producer will be mad for me saying it, but Lamar is going to win the MVP. And if you win the MVP, you're going to be first team All Pro. No, so, I, I agree. I think Lamar is the clear MVP candidate at this point. I, I, don't, I don't know think. if it's clear as a biased Bills perspective. I right, would like biased to see. Bills perspective. But if you're looking in general, I think I he's... I'm not even that biased because you know what? Which you know what? Who 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 was my preseason MVP pick? Lamar Jackson. You know what though? It doesn't matter. Because I'm a winner either way. Here, Allen will be an MVP. He'll be a Super Bowl MVP, not no, a league no, MVP. That was good. That was I, good I think segue. I think it works out in its own way. But, so. Yeah, I, th- I think Josh will make second team because it seems to me, from a lot of the voters' perspective, um, it seems like he's vo- getting voted a lot for second place in the MVP. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's pretty good to show that he's going to be second team All-Pro. Oh, yeah. Um, But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I guess it could be shocking. But going to number four, please. Thank you. Uh, the Josh Allen, talking about Josh Allen. Uh, the Josh <laughs> Allen experience makes me nauseous. Um, It's just... There's a reason why the Bills broke the record for being on primetime seven times. And the reason why the Bills are on primetime is not because, yes, Bills fans watch the games or any of that. Right. Buffalo is a smaller market, too, though. They don't care about that. They care that Josh Allen is the most pulverizing quarterback (laughs) player in the National Football League. Seriously. Yeah. Because you could spin that game at, at. 
at any part of that game, you could have said, oh, my God, he's awful, or, oh, my God, he's a savior. Right. Like, that's that's one thing I have consistently seen. He's He made those, oh, my God, how can you do that plays, and those, oh, my God, how can he do that? You know what? It was what like does he do? both ways What of does it. he do? Wins games. Wins games, and second thing, he gets eyeballs to the screen. He does. He does. I mean, honestly, like, I think that's the thing if it's like, again, I'm just going to come from my biased perspective, is the reason why I think, like, like of him and Mahomes, like sometimes like Mahomes is like so universally great mm-hmm. that he doesn't like, have a lot of these crazy moments. That like no, he has like a lot of crazy crazy, crazy moments, but not like bad crazy, crazy moments. Crazy moments when no one goes and like tries to like I'm gonna watch this game out every time Josh Allen makes a mistake, I'm gonna tweet like Oh my god, he sucks. Mm-hmm. No one does that with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like obviously a few people probably do that, but like <laughs> if Josh Allen feels like. A lot of people do that, and it just—I mean, even as a Bills fan, it's just completely nauseous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The first pick, just a wildly bad play. Mm-hmm. The end of half. Listen, some people are saying, "Oh my God, it was a great." Listen, it was a great play by the linebacker. I'm not gonna lie. When Ty Johnson caught that ball, I thought for sure he was gonna score. Um, great play by the linebacker. Also, Baker. he came Baker. down and closed quick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, just you can never, even if he would have scored, that would—it's the definition of. Bad process leads mm-hmm. to good result. Like that was bad process, regardless of what happened. Yeah, good yeah. or bad, that play and it ended up being coming bad. The, fumble- I mean, the Dolphins basically gifted you that field position too. They played prevent and let Allen. Yeah, run that was quick. bizarre. Like <laughs> I don't know what they were doing there. But, yeah, um, yeah, that the fumble was bad and the the, the cartoon of second interception. Now, granted, he just had a weapon because he wasn't going to get the first down. Was like at that point, so that interception is kind of whatever. I mean. He, I think people, effectively though, it helped your field position. But what made me laugh, what made me laugh about that play though is like if Josh was under pressure there and just like chucked down the dirt, I don't think people would have complained that much. But since it actually ended up in an interception, people that I still complain about because I thought the play was designed for Kincaid and he was open and should have given this playmaker a chance to get the two yards. But yeah, yeah it's just a, a nauseous experience. But at the end of the day, third and thirteen, who makes the play? You know, Josh. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. who makes the big throw to Stefan Diggs down the sideline? I know he missed him for a 90 yard touchdown, which is just ugh, Yeah, nauseous again. That's <laughs> nausea inducing. But when they needed to do him, as Stefan said, Diggs say, put the effing dagger in them. Mm-hmm. And Josh put the dagger in them. He did. He did. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you know what's coming. Final two minutes of the first half, he started running the ball, really running the ball. Then you get downward, and then that that play to Ty Johnson happens. Also, he was evaluated for a head injury after that. Yeah, yeah concussion. Yeah, he's concussion. So that was head to head. But anyway, Allen is the best of the best, but also could have a not not as bad, but like he could be half Peterman, half Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like those that second pick though. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the proponent that it wasn't that bad because. It set them up on the twenty yard line. I mean, the play was still awful. You know what I mean? It was awful, but you were on the forty yard yeah, line the, or thirty. I mean, the play was still awful because Kincaid he, was open. He had the the play design, I believe, worked. I mean, we'll never know because he didn't throw the ball. Right. And also, at that point, he should just ran for the first time. It's fourth and two. He was right there. Yeah, um, and it was also. And then whatever. So yeah. the heave was whatever. Yeah, but. you see everyone saying this game was a microcosm for Josh Allen's season. First half was the Jets game, right? That was the start. And then you get to the run in the ball. They unlocked him a little bit, and then he's scoring like crazy at the end, doing Superman, putting the cape on. So the Josh Allen uh, experience, like you said, it is Cedar Point roller coaster material. Do, do I have to say congratulations to Josh uh, for leading the NFL in total touchdowns and total yards? Yep, and and officially, officially, 
having the record, well, having share of the record for the most t- rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a single season of Jalen Hurts with 15. There we go. So, congrats to him. And golf clap for the lad. There we go. Golf clap to the lad. And <laughs> as we go to number five, please. <laughs> the fish have been squished. Now, my father did want to say uh, that dolphins are mammals, so it's technically scramble the mammal. Uh, oh, God. Listen, scramble the mammal, mammal is... It doesn't have I, the I ring. I can't think of the right word. Is it biologically correct or whatever? Yeah, it, it's it, biologically correct. And anatomically? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, something I, I, don't I don't know. know. But uh, squish the fish is just a significantly better phrase. So, I mean, as one would say, sucks to suck. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the Dolphins have been defeated by the Bills. Uh, Josh, 11 of the last 12, mm-hmm. the dub. Um, I think a lot of credit. It's, it's always weird to me. Josh gets a lot of credit, and rightfully so, because yeah. he's a goddamn beast against the, the Dolphins. He is. He owns them. He's got an ownership he, he, li- he literally does own mm-hmm. them. But, like, Sean McDermott owns the Dolphins, too. He does. Very much because so. Because the year that, in 2017, they swept the Dolphins without Josh Allen. With Tyrod Taylor. With Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Made the playoffs. Hey, they made, made the playoffs. Made the playoffs. <laughs> With Tyrod the Taylor. Game. So, like, <laughs> Sean McDermott is also, I, now I think... You know, Josh Allen's a majority owner, but I think you know, Coach McDermott gets a minority share of yeah, it. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a stockholder, absolutely. Yeah, you I, know? I mean, I, I th- thank you. I, yeah. I would I would agree with that. I mean, <laughs> what Josh is what now eleven and two because obviously his first appearance they lost, but yeah. McDermott's thirteen two. Right. Yeah. Like, first appearance lost in the heat stroke game. So the heat stroke game mm-hmm. and the Charles Clay can't catch a ball to save his life because oh, he's God. a freaking bum. First um, tight end jersey I ever bought was Charles Clay. One of the worst purchases. I you bought say. another tight end jersey? No, no, no. Yeah. Like way back when. Way back when. Oh. Like in when we were in high school, I had a Charles Clay jersey, a white one. Mm. Now I have a white Dawson Knox. So we've upgraded, but also we're downgrading right now. But, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Not the best tight <laughs> in the roster. So. No. Um, no. No. But with that being said, with the McDermott thing, I think he also has to get a lot, lot of his followers for squishing the fish uh, because he ate Mike McDaniel lunch uh, all second half. Play. That's what I love about But That's why I think the Dolphins-Bills rivalry is so awesome. It's now. amazing. Because it's amazing. the fans have some respect but still hate each other. You have the old guard of Marino and Kelly kind of the rivalry mm-hmm. coming back. And then you have two good head coaches who both call plays against each other yes it's a chess match and sean mcdermott on opposite sides of the ball as well yeah that's that's what i'm saying yeah yeah. and sean Mm -hmm. mcdermott completely just absolutely dominated mike mcdaniel in the second half like he did there's no the longest drive for the dolphins in the second half i believe was four plays and they were held to seven rushing yards yeah they got shut down in the second half and this is why when you look at the stats um the Bills should have kicked the shit out of them, but they didn't. They should have. Well, the Bills were actually playing two teams. It was themselves and the Dolphins. Yeah, which so, they got to stop doing. Yeah, they got to stop doing that. <laughs> but you still won playing two teams, so I guess that but, that's a testament in itself. I guess credit to the Bills and discredit to the Dolphins because... They had it. They had it. They, they had the opportunity to tie it up or win it with a two-pointer. That so. doesn't matter with that. I mean, they the game, this game does not matter as much if Miami just doesn't lose at home to a Tennessee Titans team that... Sucks. Yeah. They just fired their head coach. And they blew that game. I think they were the first team and like teams were 315-0, up 14 with three minutes to go or some stat like that. So the Dolphins have no one to – I mean, there's no one to 
point fingers at other than themselves. Yeah, no they one to blame themselves. Heck, they beat Dallas, so that that was the one where everyone was like, if they go eleven and six, they're probably gonna lose to Baltimore, Dallas, and maybe Buffalo. That's how they get it, and then they didn't. They mm-hmm. beat Dallas and lost to Baltimore in horrific fashion. And now then... they now they get the great pleasure of going to Arrowhead in a blizzard. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. Zero degrees. Uh, Mike McDaniel, you better wear your I wish it were colder shirt. That's all I have to say because or it, it's too cold because, uh, man, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. These wildcard games are going to be very interesting. And we'll talk about that coming up on our betting on the Bills segment on Friday. But um, yeah, good Sh- Bills win. Good win. Should we hit question of the day, sir? I think we should. I think it's time. Actually, wait, one question before the question of the day. You were on the Fire McDermott train a couple weeks back, okay? So were you. I was. I was. I'm going to half answer this with you. What are your feelings now after clinching the two seed and a four straight title with him? And if they go to the AFC Championship this year, I'm I'm picking him to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not doubting it. I'm saying as a baseline AFC Championship, how do you do? Your feelings change at all? I just have to ask. I mean, they've already changed. I don't think he's going to get fired. I, I never thought. Yeah, no, I, we didn't think he was going to get fired, but is your opinion on him changed from what it was? You know what I mean? Sure. I think at the time, they were, what, 5-5 five and five when I first said it? Yeah. And they were 6-6. Six and six. And We were steaming hot at that point. Yeah, and then they so. were 6-6 six and six for all that weird, they just blew a game because the McDermott's <laughs> defense blew it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think my, my opinion has changed. I think what this defense has done the last five weeks has been – kind of miraculous and it shows that you know you look at it from like philadelphia's perspective philadelphia's mm-hmm. perspective is that they they're losing they're f- falling flat mm-hmm. and their head coach is not calling anything that their head coach is just coaching the game right right mm-hmm. sean mcdermott is at least when now that they now that they've gone this run it's really mostly because of his defense now it i think is. joe brady has getting the vibes back in the offense i think Allen is playing not statistically better but i just think his eye test wise, it's a little bit. Yeah, everyone seems to be rallied up more now. the Wolverine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, the reason why the Bills have won five straight is because of this defense, mm-hmm. and it's direct directly correlated with the head coach, who's the, also the defense. The head coach, who's Sean McDermott, who is calling the plays. Yes, no, I one hundred percent agree with and you, and that's why I I am. There's no like if he if, the, if they. We're still struggling defensively. You'd be like, okay, like what the heck? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. But no, he made a he made a defense that was called straight. They just, bean ma- they just made Balen Specter and Dane Jackson look work. Fan- look great. I work. mean, he's made quality adjustments. He's used three safeties. Um, he's using Jordan Poyer as a linebacker. Yeah, since I, I, been out. I think like, they, they they've been able to withstand losing significant pieces of that defense, and now they're playing at. Probably their highest level of the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, so no, I don't. I even I don't. If they not knock on if wood. they lose in the wild card, <laughs> I think I'd be back down to a five. Like maybe, maybe like right not. now, I'm at like a three. Mm-hmm. I would go back up to like a five right now if they lose this week. Absolutely. If they get to the AFC Championship game, I'm just gonna stay at a three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. They went to the Super Bowl, I'm at a negative 100. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree with you. It's truthfully, you know, as soon as the big defensive starters went down, you thought it was done for. You didn't think they were going to be able to handle it. And the next man up mentality, how well is that going to continue to work? It has because of the coaching of Sean McDermott. So I'm, I'm. I'm with you on that. I'm down. If they lose in the wild card, I'll go back up a little bit. But Super Bowl, no more questions for me. So. Well, I'll I'll say this. It is very reminiscent of the 2021 season. Very. 
it, that's what we were is, talking about. But it is almost like really scary how much it truly is. Yeah, if you look back, you lose it. that overtime game. No, but, but look at it from this perspective. Mm-hmm. Week one, Bills lose to the Steelers. Steelers. We were all at. We that lost game. to the Jets. <laughs> then the Bills go on a heater, win four straight, lose to Kansas City. The Bills go on a heater, lose, win three straight. They only did one four straight, but they win a significant game against Miami. Yes, kind of a significant moment. Next week, who do they play? The Titans on Monday Night Football, they lose. Who do we play this year? The AFC South Division winner that we had to play. We lose. Yep. In London. In, in London. <laughs> it just, it just, it's, it's horrifically reminiscent. It's then you so go to weird. overtime with the Eagles like you did the Bucks. And then you have, and then, after, you then after that, you have a win against the Dolphins, which is kind of like, all right, like whatever. That was kind of a competitive game for a team that has 1-7. Mm-hmm. What happens next to the Bills? They play a competitive game. Kind of a whatever win. Mm-hmm. Go to four and two. Who do they play next week? Oh, I don't know. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer. <laughs> who do they lose to? Jacksonville. Jaguars who do they play Meyer. next? The New England Patriots. And we lose who to are them. awful. Mm-hmm. A terrible loss. One of their two wins at the time was against Buffalo. And then Horrible. who do the Bills play next? The Bucks. Kind of an uninspiring win. And then they kick the crap out of the Jets. But whatever. And then the overtime against the Bucks. Yep. The overtime against, against the Eagles. Eagles and, and then, then you go on the heater. Mm-hmm. Where yep. they, they have to win against a division rival to win the division. Multiple. Well, technically, you have to win the Patri- beat the Patriots to win. In the division. Well, they had to beat the Patriots in mm-hmm. 21. They had to beat the, the Dolphins in 23. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is kind of... Um, it's very, very reminiscent, except I think the end result changes this year. God, God hope so, man. Because yeah. I'm just saying right now, it's looking pretty likely that we're playing the same team we played that year in the division. Right? I know it's going to be in Buffalo, not in Kansas City. but First time in Buffalo with the full mafia presence back there. So this is going to be big. It'll be big. Because they came in 2020, COVID year, but no one was here. Right, it was the Giants game. I was blanking on who they beat to go to 4-2 and two, the Bills. Oh, this year. I, yeah. I knew it was the NFC team. I couldn't, I couldn't remember who it was. All right. Yeah. Question of the day. Yes. Sorry, as we like went to like. No, that was my bad. I just had to get your opinion on McDermott. But here we go. Will the Bills play down to the competition in the playoffs? That is the kryptonite of the Bills. Superman always has a kryptonite, and it is we're going to play like garbage against garbage teams. And the Steelers kind of have that facade of do they deserve to be there? Being curly mediocre. Yes. yes. I, think, I think it comes down to really two interesting stats. One okay. is the Bills against non-playoff teams are 6-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Against playoff teams, they're 5-1. and one. Yeah. <laughs> so they beat the Bucks, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Dolphins, um, twice, and the Cowboys. Yeah, fourteen, fourteen's five wins, mm-hmm. and the only loss was the overtime win. The overtime loss, excuse me, to Philadelphia, who's falling on their face. And then they won six and five. Mm-hmm. So in that perspective, you would answer that question, no, because it's playoff time. The Bills have competed well against playoff teams, and also they kicked the crap out of the Steelers the last time they played in the early season. A year ago. Yes, they did. And um, but, the, but the Steelers did kick the crap out of them in the preseason this year, so you know, who knows? Yeah, preseason, yeah. But oh, the God. Thing, the second <laughs> fact that scares you, though, is that the two seed against the seven seed since they started this in 2020 is 6-0. It'd be really billsy yeah, to make that 6-1. and one. But they are 4-2 and two <laughs> against the spread. Oh. You know who the two games are that the, the two seed lost the spread to? I don't think I don't know if I can recall off the top. Bills, Colts, and Bills, Dolphins. Oh God! <laughs> the Bills are zero two against the spread as the two seed. So, um, in that perspective, you think ah maybe there's a chance. I think, <laughs> <laughs> without going too far into the betting on the Bills, 
I think the loss of TJ Watt is massive. Did you see JJ posted a picture of him? You think they yeah. noticed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the loss of TJ Watt is massive. Uh, the injuries to the Bills are a little concerning. I guess we'll talk, we'll talk about that more uh, on Friday. Um, but it's at home. Mason Rudolph, again, doesn't strike the fear of death to me, but they, this is a team that also went head-to-head with Skylar Thompson. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fascinating. I, I, I'm not going to say my prediction, but I'm going to say I'm leaning towards, no, they aren't going to play down the competition. I think they're going to play a good game. I think you have a model to look at here in how the Bills and Josh Allen perform in the playoffs at home. They've performed very well. I, if you if you don't remember, I think we were yelling motor in at the top of our lungs a couple of years back because a uh, better Patriots team, better performing Patriots team was coming back to Buffalo for the third time in the season. They split the series, um, get their key, teeth kicked in 47 to 17, I believe, or something like that. Um, the Bills at home. Josh is dialed in. He can't be playing that scared football. I don't think they play down to the Steelers. Mike Tomlin's defense is what keeps him in these games, though, so that'll be interesting to see McDermott being the defensive head coach going. Had They're, they're wrestling buddies back in high school, right, or something like that. They uh, they went to the same college. They went to the same college or something like that, so they, they know each other. Um, I don't think they play down to the Steelers, though. I think the Steelers are playing a little too low. Mason Rudolph, you're waiting for that backup game where they just tank, like Jake Browning had that bad game. You're waiting for him to just poop, like just not be – you know what I mean? Like you're just kind of – you're hanging around for that. So I don't think the Bills play down to him. I think they make a statement and say, we're the playoff Buffalo Bills. We are not the 6-6 six and six Buffalo Bills, and we're here to play. Yeah, and one more thing before we move on to the Sabres. I, I do think it's important to note that the Bills will know their opponent uh, if they would win on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, it's kind of a bizarre way they did it, but mm-hmm. the both games. AFC games are set. Uh, both Saturday games are AFC games, and obviously the Bills have the first Sunday game. So it's kind of weird that the first three three games of the six are all AFC, but um, I guess that's just how it goes. Um, it's but. nice for us, though, in retrospect, to kind of know what the – the vibes will be, you know, where we end up if we win. Sure, sure. So I think it's time, unfortunately, to move into the Sabres, who wonderfully had a two-game winning streak, but then decided to let that slip away last night yeah, um, yeah. in a 5-2 to two loss against the Kraken. And, uh, you know, they, they had some of their better performances, right, against the Canadians, the Penguins. You're like, okay, this team, 2024, were undefeated. All we needed was the year change that got the vibes going. We're right back where we started. So what do you think, though? I mean, you were there last night. What, what are your thoughts? That, yeah, seeing I, that in I, person. It's just unfortunate because I think you look at the game and they had more chances. They were the quote-unquote better team. I, don't know I they think were, they were the favorites going into the game, too, by a small I margin. highly doubt that. I was looking at the bets, and they were minus something. They were, I, they I were just highly doubt that because Seattle, Seattle was a, on a six, now on a seven-game winning streak. Mm. So I – I don't know. Maybe that's true, but it's just frustrating. I'm not going to say they dominated Seattle. Like it was a close-ish game, but it definitely favored that the Sabres had more chances. And at the end of the day, uh, Seattle got the saves, and the Sabres did not. And it was another poor performance from goaltending, poor performance from Levi. And um, yeah, let's unfortunately. Oh, I do have to say though, highlight of the game was we got the Mega Weck. Beef on Weck. Oh, God. From the new yeah. concessions and all that. And it was spectacular. Um, highly recommend. I don't know if my brother would say the same, but 
I will highly recommend. On, on to the, the Dom, Dom 3, I guess, yeah. Yeah, the Sabres go speaking um, for two games. Uh, first, second time all year that they've won two games in a row. Uh, we're going for that third game in a row and... Um, couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't do it. So, they're now 17-20-4. Um, they are now officially halfway through the season, 41 games. And they have 38 points. So, we are officially on a 76-point pace. Which is, first off, it's god-awful. Um, second of all, I believe it's 17 points lower than last year. I think they finished with 93 points, if I'm not mistaken. 91? 91, I believe. Okay. Well, what, I mean, whatever. They were 90-point team last year. I think both you and I at least projected. Actually, you and I both projected they were going to make the playoffs, which, looking back at it. No. That yeah, that's, I mean. That was but, but going see, into the season, how can you say anything else the way they but, ended last but season? See, you know what but, I mean? But, 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 in our somewhat defense, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend us a little bit here. We were both incredibly hesitant on that. We like, were kind of backtracking a little we, bit, like we not backtracking, but we didn't want to hard out say. We were both kind of like lock. we were both kind of like this seems wrong because the vibes just seem like this season like they didn't do enough. But yeah, well, screw they clearly did it. So, um, yeah, I mean, just awful. So they're 15 points slower than last year. I mean, just. I mean, this is still. I feel like this is a roster good enough to at least get to 85, 86 points. So even that, that's why I think is. I think that's the most frustrating part of the season is that they're not just underachieving the playoff spot. I think they're just underachieving the roster in general with their with their point total. I think that that to me is like okay, like I could harp on Kevin Adams all I want for the defensive moves are stupid, the goaltender moves are stupid, and you should add another forward. Mm-hmm. All those are still true. And I think those three mo- those moves are the reason why they aren't going to make the playoffs. The fact of the matter is, this team is completely underachieving. And at one point or another, you just kind of like say, man, like, why are they underachieving? It's like, oh, maybe it's because of the coach. I don't know. Maybe we should fire him. Yeah, I I, that's kind of the consensus now. We're getting the fire Donnie chance throughout KeyBank Center. Um, it's at the end of the season, if they do not make the playoffs, I, I think you might the, be getting to that point. The only person that can stay is a video coordinator because they're obviously good at their job because they went <laughs> three for three on those challenges. Um, but I mean, just like the fact that I think the most frustrating part is the fact of like they've no, made no changes to the coaching staff. Like, None. Zero. It is pretty mm-hmm. clear that Matt Ellis, who was coaching the power play, is not very good at his job. Sorry. Well, when I, your power play is not performing, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I think kind that's of there. kind of a bold take. But seeing that we now have a calendar year of 28th in the National Hockey League, when you have Tage Thompson, Darlene, Tuck, all, like guys that are talented players. Um, there's no excuse for them to be this, the bottom five of the National Hockey League. And, again, Pettenkill is bad, too. So, I mean, I'm sorry, but both those things are system-based. And the fact is that coaching has been awful because you look at it now, now they're going back to that, that you know, running gun. They're trying to recapture last, last season. Last year, and it's like, yeah. okay, like, so what you're saying is the first 30 games of the year, you guys tried to like reinvent the wheel and not play to your team's 100% strengths. And now that you're like, oh, wait, that ain't we working. suck. Yeah. This isn't going to work. We just need to go back to last year. And it's like, okay, but last year kind of like that ceiling kind of capped a little bit. It's like maybe you should have got guys that can play in the high end gun but can also defend in space yeah, or, or a goalie that can that can actually be a, I mean, not just average but actually be like good yeah maybe not throw the entire franchise on a 21 year old shoulders i mean that would have been smart right maybe get a veteran who's been in that position before can you imagine getting tossed into a professional sports franchise and be like hey you're our guy you're the one that's going to save us 
and then just getting no defensive help at all. I like, mean, I, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I, I know Levi hasn't had the best performances, right? He's had some rough ones. He's had he's he's average. He's had some good ones and some bad ones. I don't put it all on him because he's got no defensive help and he's coming straight from college. No, he's just not not good enough right now. No. Also, if I, that did happen to me, Joe. I would just pull a Tommy DeVito and go right into my Italian heritage and try and get as much endorsements as possible because I know I suck at hockey. You know, start throwing the yeah. Tommy Cutlets yeah. up. Yeah. Um, go to the local pizza shops and start asking 20 grand. Pizza Planet. Yeah, Pizza Plant. Plant. Pizza Planet's from Toy Story. I, I know, but we... Uh, I do want to say the Sabres opened up at one-and-a-half point favorites over the Kraken yesterday, though. They did. Yeah, you would be dumb not to take Seattle plus one-and-a-half, but that's just me. Um, yeah, well, Vegas was trying to make you do that by yeah. doing that. And so. wow, wow. Well, Wow. Wow, look at that. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't touch that, but I did see that. Um yeah, I'm the number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Ryan Jansen plans confusing. See, this is what I was concerned about going into the year. I, I, like we stayed this going into the year. Ryan Johnson is probably good enough to be your fourth or fifth best defenseman right now. Would you say he's NHL ready? I would. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's like redundant at this point. But the problem is this times. the problem is this. The general manager thought it was a good idea to do to sign two bottom bottom pairing defensemen and EJ, EJ and Clifton. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is now you kind of have your six, but Ryan Johnson deserves to be in your six because he's one of your best six. But then the coach doesn't have the heart to just scratch one of those free agents. And all of a sudden, now you have the situation where Ryan Johnson is just standing in a press box going down during the intermissions, getting some con candy, maybe getting that star-shaped con candy. Or buying overpriced churros. I don't know. Or overpriced churros or milkshake or the mega beef on whack. <laughs> or the hot of, dog of the day. Instead of playing <laughs> instead of playing hockey, which is like, okay, here's the plan. Either the Sabres need to wise up and be like, we want to play our best team, and our best team involves Ryan Johnson, which is also good for his development because he's playing in the NHL. And that would help your but, defensive but, side. But good first, good. This is the scenario that need to happen. Either okay. you need to okay. play Ryan Johnson in the NHL, which is good for your team because he's one of your better defensemen, and good for his development because he's playing hockey and he's playing at the highest level. So good for his development. Or two, you need to send him down. Call up Jacob Bryson because Jacob Bryson could be going to get eat some beef on whack. He could go eat some con candy. Like you're right, you, Ryan Johnson should be getting playing either, time either anywhere. D- there's three scenarios that they, they could choose from right now. Three three plans. This is their plan. Plan one, play Ryan Johnson in the NHL. Good for your team, good for development. That seems like number one. It does. Plan two, send Ryan Johnson down for the DHL. Not good for the team, but good for development. Okay, whatever. Not a great option, but, you know, a decent. Okay. Plan yeah. three, the Don Granado plan. Scratch Ryan Johnson. Don't let him get any, uh, you know, consecutive weeks played. You know, just maybe one game here or there, you know. You know, EJ wanted to try out the new hot dog of the day. He'll take a, he'll take a dive. Um, that is bad for the team and bad for development. Which one of those three options are the Sabres currently uh, employing? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's not the good one. No, no, it's not. And I, ugh, I just, it's, the more you say, the more I want to get my pitchfork and torch and walk over to KeyBank and be like, get him out of here, you know, get him, get, get Granado out. It's just... Again, again, I'm 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 gonna be honest. You you had me lost with the the hot dog stuff. You had me going, but it's just it's so ridiculous to me that this team is not being run properly. And 30 games in, not 10, not 15, you're deciding, hey, let's forget it and let's go back 
Let's go back to the high flying offense here. Let's let's. But then that didn't even get you into the playoffs. You don't have another game plan. You don't have anything else. Nothing up your sleeve. And it just feels like the weight of expectations has killed, killed. this team. And it's kind of the fifty like, fifties are back down to three grand max. There's no one there on a and, Tuesday night. And where is the adult in the room? And the fact is, the Sabres just don't have an adult in the room. Like, yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. And um, would you rather? Have the soccer coach or Don Granado at this point? I'd rather have Don, but it's like, <laughs> God dang, man! Like, what the heck? Yeah, like, I, I, get someone, get someone that can maxim. I, you know, what? I don't need, I don't need a nice dude. I don't need a nice guy as my coach. No, I, I give me an asshole. I don't care. Give me a guy though that is give going to give you the to, Mike McDaniel yeah, of the NHL. Give me a guy that is going to no, not Mike McDaniel. Give me like a Bill Belichick. Give me a guy Sean Payton. Sean Payne, sure, a dude that's kind of a jerk, <laughs> kind of a egotistic, n- narcissist, whatever, but he's going to maximize the players on the roster. They just don't have that guy. Yeah, no, they don't. They have a, a friend instead of a uh, a coach in a lot of cases, I feel like. That's kind of yeah. what we're looking at. And it's, just, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. There's nothing. No uh, other on to number three. I mean, this is a real start. This is another thing. Uh, the star players have not been the star players the entire year, and I think um, this has been just an absolute brutal season for Rasmus Dahlin. I don't. It has after and, that contract signing, it's brutal. And, and someone's going to look at the stats and be like, "Oh, what are you talking about? He has twelve goals, thirty-two points in forty games. Like that's what a point seven five. So that's I can't do math in top of my head off the top of my head, but that's what sixty points. Yeah, I'm not gonna try. Like I don't do math in public. Um, I don't trust myself. The amount of empty net goals he has, um, just ridiculous. I mean, Milstad thirty five points in forty one games. Milstad deserved to be uh, the All Star. He's been the best player on the team. Absolutely, Middlestat mode. That's that's been flying around Sabers Twitter, Sabers everything. Middlestat mode. It's, it just, it's, it's just time. Not, it's just not good enough. Uh, Darlene has not been good enough on either end of the ice. Nope. He's the, I mean, he's played awful on the power play. Um, yeah, just simply not good enough from 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 Darlene. And I just think he got it because he's the most well known saber and not really the most deserving saber. No, he's not. Truthfully, I don't have anything else to say other than that. Other than I don't either, because what you said is one hundred percent accurate, and like. Don't want to be redundant here. And so. you know what? As a guy, as you know, we're both in the same boat here. Not the biggest Casey Mills. Weren't the biggest Casey Mills fans, fans. It's pretty easy to say that. that. He's been the best saver. It's if you have two eyes or one eye or whatever you've got going on. If you're listening out there, sorry, I didn't want to exclude anybody. If you have an eye, you'll you can see Casey Middlestad has been the the best player on the Sabers. Another thing though, that maybe coaching. I'm not too sure, but maybe coaching. Okay. Is Dylan Cousins regressed, or has he played better this year? I don't know. He's got to put the bubble back on his face. I think we got we got to get. He's regressed. Yeah, one hundred power. One hundred percent. Probably not worth the eight million dollars they paid him. Nope. Yeah, that's not lean. Definitely not worth the eleven million dollars they played him. Tage. Tage. He's he's not doing as well. He's not doing as well. Tuck. Tuck not doing. Not as doing well. as well. If it was one or two players, sure, whatever that happens every year. Every they have year, a slump. Every, yeah, it's every, fine. Every whatever. year, whatever you could just say. Oh, Tage has his injuries. Like. Tuck's been a little bit banged up, whatever. Dog, it's like half the roster. It is. It's, half it's, the roster's regressed. Like and you said, it's all of your coaching. all-star players. All of your all-star players that were showing out last year. Not the season. all-star players. Your core. Yes. Yes. Middle your stat, best players. Middle stat and J.J. Paterka aren't really a part of the quote-unquote core. Like, they're not signed. Like, Middlestat is a free agent. Uh, a free agent. RFA. RFA. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
DJ Perica not signed long term. Jack Quinn not signed long term. Like the dudes that you have paid, Chase Thompson seven million dollars, Dylan Cousins seven million dollars, Rasmus Dallin eleven million dollars, Owen Power eight million dollars. All four of those guys have not played well. Nope. And I'm sorry. Again, maybe one of them. You know, every year one of them probably aren't going to play the best. They've all regressed, and even someone like Krebs hasn't t- taken. Then when is Payne Krebs ever going to take the next step? Probably never. I'm sorry, but like the only people you could say is like. Yoki Haru's had a solid season. JJ and Quinn look good. Middle stats looked good. Samuelson looks like that's like the worst contract ever signed. Yeah. That looks like they're going to have to attach a pit to get out of that. I mean, the two <laughs> phrases look awful. Yeah. The goalies are weird. Like, this team is awful. And mm-hmm. it's because, like, all their players have regressed. They don't have a coach that puts them in the best positions. They get killed on special teams. And you didn't do enough in the offseason to set your team up with the GM. It's ridiculous. So, and it's, mm-hmm. a, it's just it's a ridiculous, unserious organization that is okay with this, and the fans should not be, and they aren't. And um, yeah, I think I mean, it's up for sale. I, I don't think it's up for sale. I just think if Don Granado is the coach by Game 82, mistakes are made. Yeah. He should not be the coach for Game 42, which is coming up. He should be gone. Yeah, if they don't, I listen. We're gonna we, their homestand here, right? Senators, Canucks. Go to the question Sharks, of the day, by the way. Blackhawks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Duh. That was the question of the day. How will they fare? Senators, Canucks, Sharks, Blackhawks, Lightning, and then you're back on the road. You have to win these games. You have to win these games. Do I think they will? No, I don't think they will because there are easy games on here, like the Canucks. You have to win that game. You've got. I'm the go- senator. What? Can I make a prediction? Go ahead. What? You're actually making a prediction? I'm I thought you were prediction. steering away from that. I'm making a prediction right now. Oh, I'm not making a prediction about the games right now. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I was getting excited for a minute. My dad is the biggest Jake Ottinger fan. Okay. We have tickets to the Dallas February 6th game. Mm-hmm. They have this homestand, as you said. They already lost to Seattle. They play Ottawa, Vancouver, San Jose, Chicago, Dallas. And they're at Anaheim, Los Angeles, St. Louis, San Jose, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then it's the all-star break. So from January 27th to February 6th, they don't have a game. I'm going to make a prediction right now that uh, Don Granado gets fired during that week. And I'm in the building for the first interim. Well, the interim coach or that they hire someone. think they bring up the Americans coach? I don't know. But I'm going to make the prediction right now that that Dallas Stars game is the first game that Don, Don Granato... I'm going to stamp it down. I like it. Don Granato I like not it. head coach the Bills. You know, I'm in the Sabres. God <laughs> dang, I haven't done that in months. <laughs> no, I, listen, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. So I'm not going to answer the question today. I don't care about the homestand. They're probably, what, four games? Do you honestly... Here's my question for you now, okay? Knowing the, that... Five games, excuse me. They're, they're going to go two and three. They're going to go under 500. Okay, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to fare well. With this, though, with your prediction of February 6th, the new interim coach being in the building, coaching the team, do you almost not like? Do you want Granado gone? Like, like yes, yeah. So, do you not want them to do well in the homestand, or like, like where you? I don't care. What I think it go five and zero. I mean, okay, I think go five and zero. I'm probably not gonna say they should get fired on six, but like, no. If they do crappy, absolutely, you should be fired. Okay. If they do mediocre, you should be fired. Yeah. If they go sub five hundred, they're not playing good teams. No. I mean, heck, they aren't a good team. So what am I saying? But it's a not good team playing a not good team. So that's a good matchup. I'm just way, saying, but. Dallas, Jake Ottinger net against. The, I don't. I don't know who the coach would be. I'm not making that prediction. I can't. I can't see that far in the and future. Maybe when Granado was sick, they tried out the 
they did try out the Amherst coach. Maybe they're maybe it was maybe it wasn't. Hey, sick. I'm saying maybe they're like, one, hey, stay home for they're the day. one and one to Seth Abbott and they're sixteen nineteen four of Don Grano. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, and the Amherst make playoff runs. The Sabers don't. So maybe maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. Yeah, and who, who's developed Jack Quinn, JJ Paterka, and you know. Questions need to be answered. This team, we said the questions were answered a few weeks ago. You know, what player looked pretty good play for him? Payne Krebs went to the NHL. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. just kidding about that one. But yeah, Krebs, whatever. But yeah, yeah but I it mean, just, it just frust- it's frustrating. And um, when will it end? I would say it's rather disgusting. That's, that's where I'm going to leave it. I just don't like it. I don't feel a need to tune into these games. I don't feel a need to pay attention. I have to bet on them to even keep a, a thought of like caring about it. Like that's like where I'm at at this point with this team in last season. How exciting was it to watch them? Right? Cause you saw them getting better. You saw that offense that didn't get them to the playoffs, but you're like, okay, these guys can play. Nope. Everyone took a step backwards. The whole team took a step backwards. The goaltending is not even close to where it was. Craig Anderson at least gave you some consistency, even though he was still not great. He was old. It's just a dumpster fire. Well, it's a dumpster I, fire in I, Buffalo. I also have to say, I think it would be a good move for uh, the Bills. Um, gosh darn it. The Sabres to fire Granado during that week of the All-Star break mm-hmm. because you got people admit. will be focusing on the All-Star break. Uh-huh. And the Bills would have just won the AFC. So yes, they would have yes, two weeks yes. to the Super Bowl. So no one would care about all oh, the Sabres for their coach. Who cares? We're on cloud nine. We're going to the Super Bowl. Well, so, yeah. There's I mean, another. There you go. Everness is like pouring in right now yes it's all it all overwhelming i love it when a plan comes together and we're going to see that come together in a few weeks but any lingering thoughts before we close out here on this this dire segment no no yeah i think (laughs) i think i think i think we're i think we're done with the sabers here go bills and uh we hope and pray we'll talk to you on friday for betting on the bills but without further ado that's going to do it for this edition of the buffalonian podcast i'm joe Kelly. as always i'm joined by dom moss thank you to mooch our producer for everything you do the sabers just literally killed my mood but it's okay dom how do we always end these buddy go bills baby go bills